0: Welcome to Longform, the podcast vodcast where I chat with everyday people about everyday things. Here you'll find topics that range from the silly, the strange, the funny, and even the deep and meaningful. I am your host, David Lee. I welcome you to sit back, relax, and treat yourself to some Longform conversations. Alright, welcome everybody to the first episode, the inaugural, the official episode of uh, Longform, where I sit down with people that I like, I love, I respect, maybe and chat about random stuff. Now, today I have Ashley. She is a colleague of mine at work. And uh, dare I say it, she is also a dear friend. Now we- i Yeah, I know. Well, there's uh, there's an inside joke about uh, me not having, um, well, I have friend issues, but uh, that aside, <laughs> That aside, Ashley has a really interesting topic. Now, when I first asked Ashley, hey, let's let's talk about something, you came up with, I thought, one of the most, you know, kind of interesting topics we can talk about. So, go on <laughs> if you want to introduce it.
1: Oh, no pressure. Okay. So, topic is how does one define altruism? Yes. Does it exist? What are the boundaries? What does it take for someone to actually altruistic is it possible as humans can we actually get it right
0: and I wonder where um, you how you came about with this topic because now people may not know but Ash and I we're community corrections officer we work within the criminal justice field so there is an element of what we do seen as punitive versus altruistic right so it's i think yeah i mean it'll be interesting how we nut it out um what do you i'll ask you first what do you think um altruism is um and it will go from there i have the wikipedia up for everyone to see so we're cheating for them but uh you you define (laughs) it for me
1: well my definition for me i realized when i actually look at the definition (laughs) is not correct
0: Oh no, really? Okay. <laughs> You've
1: been wrong all this time. We're on a great start. So, for me, it's the act of doing something with no benefit to you. So you're doing it completely, like selflessly. You you don't get anything back, no reward, no yep. Yep. sort of satisfaction. It's just for others.
0: Okay. Could you give me a good example of something like that?
1: Well, you see, then this is the problem. Okay. So the example I always use, and then I people are never on my site
2: okay
1: is you're walking into a shopping center and there's 50 dollars on the floor Mm -hmm. right how do you react what what happens what what (laughs) what does your brain do when you see it
0: (laughs) you look around (laughs) just to see if anyone else is there (laughs) Uh, not a good start okay well it's not a good start but probably the 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 most honest answer you're gonna get okay well Well, yeah look honestly I'd probably look mm-hmm. around and be like, first, the, well, I have to question whether, do is the first thought, is anyone around and has anyone dropped it or will anyone see me take it? That's, okay. that's so like, there's two there. There's two there. There's two there. First, okay. and it will happen so fast. And I, I'm sure for a lot of people who are listening, it happens so fast and you think, okay, it's that split second decision on whether you take it or whether you look around and see who can, who's dropped it and whatever. You know, obviously, yeah. if there's a lot of people around and you see a person over there scurrying, like, uh, innately, me personally, I would probably go hand it to that person. You know, they're fantastically okay. looking for it. There. But, um, I mean, if I was by myself in a shopping centre and there was no one around in that aisle, in the women's lingerie aisle, and there's a $50 there, I'll probably take it and stuff it in my knickers.
2: Pocket it. Yeah, exactly. Bounce.
0: So, like, you have that as a scenario. Why do people disagree? Like, what's what's the... What's the thing there that people disagree with?
1: I th- I'm starting to think it's me. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm the oddball here. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. automatically, where my head goes is there's not even a chance that I would take that.
0: Okay. All right. There's, so, okay, if, that- if there was no one around, what would you do?
1: Well, then the problem becomes what do you do with it? Where do you take it? Yep. Who does it go to if there's no frantic lady at the end of the- oh, well, it? i having a panic.
0: I'll, I'll ask you, what do you do if there's no frantic lady?
1: Well then there's there's scenarios. Depends where I am. If I'm in a shop, then you could take it to the shop owner, to a okay. counter, to a yep. register, so someone has somewhere to go to ask for it.
0: Okay. It's so you would go the argument of
1: leaving it alone.
0: You would go out of your way then. It's the, the, what that's what it sounds like to me. You would go out of your way to return it. And it, it but it feels like you don't even care who you return it to, as long as you don't take it.
1: Well yeah. Well then maybe that's the moral issue. Is yes. it but handing it to someone, mm. it's not that I don't care who it goes to, but that limits somebody who definitely doesn't own it from picking it up at random. Do you know what I mean? If it's left on the floor, yes, then somebody random could just come past and take it compared yes. to if it's at a counter, a person looking for it knows to ask for it. Okay. How many times a day would you go to a shop owner and be like, hey, is there 50 bucks? I dropped mine. Do you know what I mean? It yes. limits that randomness of it going to someone right. who maybe so you're playing it.
0: the game of chance and percentages i
1: guess <laughs> it's
0: a very slim chance that someone's going to be like hey i dropped to 50.
1: yeah here's the serial number like i counted <laughs> it on the way yeah. it's definitely so mine.
0: the other argument with with altruistic behavior is that um, a lot of people say there's always some underlying aspect that yeah. triggers that altruistic behavior right like um and that's the the selfish aspect which is you're doing it, and I'll will give you an example. Lisa and I, my wife, we have this. I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it. You're anyway. <laughs> too late now. You're too deep. Well, okay. So you know me. I don't have me, but um, this is my wife's friend, <laughs> and uh, so she like does a lot of what people would consider altruistic work. Right? She's um into buddhism she has this own center that she does and she gives back and she does all like, all the good stuff all the warm fuzzy stuff right but she puts it on social media right oh. and the cynic in me and and many people within our circle is like mm-hmm. oh she's just virtual sign- signaling right virtue signaling have you heard about okay. that that concept no. that term that enlightened uh, the, the term comes from people that, like, do good things just so they can brag about it because they want to show the world how virtuous they are, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they are signaling to the world, look how, look how great I am because I'm doing all these things. And the argument with altruistic behavior is, well, if you're doing it out of a selfless act, should you be advertising it?
1: Yeah, valid point.
0: Should you? Do you think one should?
1: No, no. Argument for this friend or not friend
0: mm.
1: is there a possible benefit that the work is promoted not to boost her but to boost i don't know services support funding yeah yep. do you know what i mean
0: like raising awareness etc yeah
1: yep.
0: yeah i mean then there may be or am i just being a prick then that that's the yeah. first thing i jump into that my thought jumps to like you know she can't really be that holy She's only
1: doing it to people think
0: she's great. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's just me being an ass. But there is an element, but like I'm not the exception. Like a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's so maybe innately within us, we don't feel like people do altruistic things just, you know, out of their own nature.
1: Semi related side topic. Go on. I. I am a person who has volunteered overseas and that oh, has become quite a taboo thing to admit to people. There was a period of time, not even necessarily when I was doing it, where it was like, oh, hey, that's really cool. You know, tell us more about that. Tell us about the program. Like everyone thought it was great. Yep. Now I feel like if I ever bring it up, people are just kind of like. Put your white privilege away and please just leave <laughs> the table. Like nobody cares oh.
0: that you
1: think are important, and that was certainly not something I had thought about yeah. when I went.
0: Okay, so yeah, I, I've, I've stalked your Facebook, so I've I know yeah. that you've done. Um, <laughs> yeah, take it as a comment. <laughs> Now, I know that you've done. You know, uh, yes. I mean, explain it. What was it? What were you doing? Okay,
1: um, so I went with a company. Right. Um, I went twice, so there was two different trips. Um, but the company runs on the same premise. So it's normally around children. So there's always an element where you either teach English, um, or like an orphanage type situation to so yeah. do some daycare or just interactions. Yep. Um, and then each country has like their own specific program. So, uh, I went to Ecuador and in Ecuador, um, we literally were out in the jungle. We were like bricklaying yep. showers, toilets, and plumbing, um, for the houses. Then I also went to South Africa. We did a bit of cheetah training, so we raised cubs, and we did turtle conservation as well. Um, so laying eggs. Oh, yeah. And stuff. when did
0: you when did you do this? What like at between at, during uni or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. So they target the uni crowd. They come into lectures to kind of recruit you because their programs run during the holiday, so they know that you know you don't have commitments. You can right. take the time off work.
0: Right.
1: Programs run, yeah, pretty much for a month, which is right sort okay. of your break.
0: And why did you do it?
1: Why did I do it? I'd love to travel. Um, okay. i love to the overseas. Yep. i love to be a part of culture as well. So I, I guess there was an element where I was like, if you're in with these people in their environment, I'm not going to a tourist attraction. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I'm not going to yep. the most famous parts of the country. I'm seeing people in their houses, in their element. Yep. Um, and to an extent, at their most vulnerable as well. So, you know, they yep. are not, Putting forward the best version of themselves, and not that I wanted to help or to fix it, but I can actually experience it in a real way rather than yeah. a tourist way to get my attention.
0: So the reason I asked that is that can you tell me at that point versus now in hindsight, like was that from your answer? It didn't sound like it was purely an like thing for, that wasn't the reason why you want to do it because you said like I like travelling, and you know that kind of is like a, a self. You know, thing Mm. that you wanted for yourself. Mm. Um, You want to experience these things for yourself, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like people can benefit from things that you do, right? That's the other argument with altruism. It's like, well, it can be a mutual, benefacting thing. Like greater, the greater good. Yeah, the greater good. So, like, if you can think back to that time when you went to Ecuador, do you think it was more because you wanted to travel, you want to experience it more than?
1: You know, Helping. it's funny that you ask that. So, <laughs> I think when it happened, mm-hmm. um, i I did it because I wanted to help. Mm. And what there's that you can see the hesitance in me right now, and you can see that like me today is very uncomfortable with that because there's a much more of a perception of like you have no business doing that. Who do you think you are? There's lots of arguments. I don't know if you're but if you've who, seen them who says about. That? No, it's like a whole thing what? that Why? people argue that volunteer programs are more damaging than helpful.
2: Really? Um,
1: okay. Yeah. So the argument is pretty much that um, because it's so flighty, you know, you're in there for two weeks, three weeks, even four weeks. Okay. Um, and then you're out possibly another tour group comes through or maybe there's a, like six months between groups people sit there and go like what's the sustainability for the place that you're going to so say mm. i'm going to an orphanage yeah am i disrupting the development of that child to expose them to a stranger they've had abandonment you know they've mm. they've probably got family issues wow. and trauma and here's me just coming in as a random expecting wow. them to play with me when i'm a foreigner like what am I doing to their boundaries? Am I wow. making them uncomfortable? He thinks about it, these honestly, things. Geez, this gets really big. It's a whole thing.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, wow. I'd say, look. So obviously, I'm very shallow. I just thought, you know, okay. it'd be nice to freaking help. You know, yeah. What? What? Well, what that was my thought when what I did what it. Child wouldn't want someone to come and help them. You know, do whatever it was that they need doing. But yeah. But they, then again, I guess that point is valued from valid. I guess like the trauma is there.
1: Well, then the argument that come on our side, so the program I was with pretty much ran all year long. So there was like a week between tours and then it just would constantly be another influx of, you know, 30 to 50 Mm. overseas people just coming in.
2: Yeah.
1: So then the other argument comes forward and they sit there and they go, well, is it normal for these children to want to engage so freely with random people? Because you like when I went there, the, the, the children were not scared or at least I didn't think they were scared mm-hmm. or, you know, yep. detached. They yep. were quite used to people and so they would be playful, they would come and help us, they yep. wanted to learn and to muck around and they sit there and they go, well, is that normal then? Are we introducing an expectation that that is how things are? Are we setting them up to expect people to just sort of float in and out of their life and then disappear? Mm. Um and form
0: those attachments. So so these people have evidently made you feel very guilty for doing something that yeah. you felt was like yeah. good.
1: Yeah. And and I didn't go there with this expectation that I was gonna change the world or that I was gonna, you know, fix their lives. These children existed before me and existed after me. I knew oh. I was there for two, three, four weeks at a time. Like, what difference could I make? But I am finding that maybe not everybody goes into volunteer trips with that idea. And certainly people on my tour were like, oh, my God, I've touched a life. Like, I've changed this kid's future. They've never been loved. I gave them that. And it's like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, what do you think you did?
0: Yeah. But, I mean... In line with the altruistic kind of topic that we're talking about, it 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 feels like everyone that chooses to do that comes from a genuinely altruistic kind of intention, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, unless you're just some weirdo that wants to go to, a, like, a, a developing third world country for no other reason. The most most of the most of the time, people go for good reasons to help, you know, develop the the country or whatever. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. I went at a time when social media was emerging, Instagram was just starting to get cool. Mm. I think there was definitely a portion of people who were there for that purpose, kind of like your friend who then put up the pictures and you sit there all day and you watch them not do the work. They hadn't built, they hadn't Mm. laid. Like, do you know what I mean? They weren't helpful, but there's a solid picture of them with a shovel being like, oh my God, overseas changing lives.
2: Yep. Yep. And
1: that's, I think, where the question mark gets raised and there is such a proportion that are doing that, that people then go, if social media didn't exist, mm. do these programs exist? Do they still have the same backing, the same people willing to go?
0: I I would say yes. I don't okay. Only because I think people naturally have a tendency for good, that maybe yes. that's me with my rose-coloured glasses on.
1: It's a very humanist of you.
0: Yeah, well... Right, that's why we do what we do actually. Um well, it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like uh left to their own devices, people would usually gravitate. The majority of people would like there's okay. I'm sure there's some cognitive dysfunction that causes people to gravitate towards evil, but for the most yeah. part, I think if left alone, people would you know go help their neighbor or developing uh, countries or whatever so yeah these programs will exist regardless of whether there was some um you know you know perks to them i mean what do you think do you think they would exist
1: i think they would because i th- obviously they did exist you know mm. there's there was there's generations before me without social media and, and these programs are not new so, you know they they have benefited the reason i asked before about your friend is these programs thrive on social media for marketing to mm. to recruit young people, and it, it is those photos that do kind of
2: yeah. you
1: know cut, fall into that cliche that make people want to get on board. Um, so yeah, I think they they definitely would exist, and people would still want to do them without the praise. The question yeah. is is could it be believed that me, who's also guilty of it, put up a photo of me with children or me volunteering, mm. and I did that more as like a I'm enjoying this, yeah, it was a great experience,
0: yeah, people just want to capture the the memory, you know, yeah, there's no you know alternative ulterior motive behind putting that photo up other than hey, I want to look be able to look back and see what I did at that point in time, right?
1: If I did it today, would I put the photos up? No,
0: but it's really odd people that have that argument like it because their alternative is like, oh, well then don't like not to help, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the argument, it's, it's more than that. It's like if you're going to go, go for six months or like go for a year and do you know what I mean? Be a part of real yeah. substantial change. Don't be on some petty little, oh, it suits me for two weeks, little holiday type mm. thing. But that's not realistic. Like are people going to give up their jobs, their families, their, their lives mm. to help other countries? Like I'm sure that they would, but so, practically speaking, sure who's financing do. that?
0: Right? And wow. that, and we hold those people up at, at the upper echelon of being, you know, giving and altering all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's people that sacrifice their whole life to do that. Um, but still, there's there's the greater good. Like, doing something small for the greater good still counts. I mean, yeah. I don't think we can discount that and just ignore and say, oh, well, you shouldn't do it. <clears throat> but, yeah.
1: All people can give is two weeks, three weeks at a time. Then isn't that enough without if- having to lose anything?
0: And if heaps of people do that, it's consistent. They're getting yeah. consistent help throughout the whole year. Yeah. It's it's funny in our job with what we do, because we kind of have to balance that line between being altruistic, wanting to do good for the guys that we look after, that come out of Um, come out of jail, come out of custody, want to help them, but then also have balance. Like we balance so many, right? We have to balance the safety of the community. We have to balance the the integrity of the actual order, the integrity of the conditions that they need to abide by. And then our own wishes, like depending on who they are, me and you are very similar, where we want to be able to help them as much as possible. Like I'll literally tell you today, while I was driving with my wife to, to lunch, one of my guys that I currently do not supervise, called me and wanted some counsel because he was having issues I- with his wife, right? And I, and um, it's funny because my wife was like, oh, like, do you guys have to do that? I was like, it's interesting, right? Like, do yeah. we have to do that? No, we don't have to, right? But it's the right thing to do and it benefits the individual.
1: I agree with you. Mm. I can definitely see people who would disagree with you, though.
0: Yes. Why would they disagree?
1: Could an argument be made that are we doing what's best for them by not providing them with the independence or encouraging them to seek that support on a more personal level in, I don't know, a more real way in their life rather than reaching out to a service that people would argue is mandated? Mm. And so you know, then it would depend on us as well. Like they're taking a gamble and that comes down to our rapport and our own relationships as well because there's a lot of people who wouldn't take that call or would say, this is not my problem anymore, I'm not getting paid, it's not part of the job. But obviously those are non-altruistic reasons to go, I'm not dealing with this right now. So
0: I feel like it is part of the job. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's written down anywhere, but I feel yeah. like it is part of the job, you know. When, when we finish supervising somebody or we suspend somebody. Now I'm, now I'm talking like um, corrective services.
2: Technical thing.
0: Yeah, technical talk. But when we cease supervising somebody, we do tell them, like, if you have any issue, just feel free to call Community Correction by helping yeah. you as much as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, we we do that. And I think that it should be part of our job still yeah. to help them. Like 100%. what you're saying is, you know, um are we doing them a disservice by not kind of encouraging or pushing them to seek alternative professional help or service? At the end of the day, if it helps them, it helps them. That's that's my point of view.
1: I'd just like to go on the record that I don't disagree with you. <laughs> Playing devil's advocate, 100%, I would take that call. Okay, Feeling a little bit go about. on, play devil's advocate. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can see that others would make that argument, but I'm in complete agreement with you that I don't see us as an agency that, is doing a disservice by being able to help i think it's actually if anything else it's more beneficial for the long term if they see us as a support Mm. whether their order is still going or it's finished that changes the relationship between justice and the community it takes away some of that bias and some of that maybe some victim mentality maybe Uh, No one cares about me. I'll do whatever I want. You know, these are things that sometimes contribute to antisocial behaviour. So that day, yes, we're helping them by picking up the call and having a conversation, but I think there's definitely a much bigger picture that we're also contributing to if they then feel supported. They look at their community differently. You know, they might think about their neighbour. They might think about the person next to them before they are doing something that they shouldn't or something that suits them that's selfish you know yeah. for their own gain
0: so do in that sense do you think by doing that that part of our job kind of is the pure sense of altruism because we yeah, we're, we're yeah. gaining we're gaining nothing out of it right we we're, we're we're not getting paid to supervise them because they're off our books, right? They're gone. They're they're done. So we we get paid to supervise the guys that are on our books, right? But these guys call up and we're still giving them counsel. We're still giving them advice. We're still giving them support, like, for, and we get no benefit out of it. I mean, truly, altruistic God right here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, could an argument but be made that that is defeating altruism because okay you don't get any maybe work praise or anything else but that sense of satisfaction that you're feeling or anyone's feeling that sense Mm of hey i helped or hey i did that and i didn't have to that could very easily be twisted into a look at me a bragging moment of oh i'm so busy but i took a call Yeah, but i'm a great human
0: but you're only bragging to yourself i mean unless you go out and tell you know the thousands of people that will watch this podcast that uh, you know I did something awesome (laughs) but like uh, like, honestly I told you because we're talking about it but really there's no one else to kind of brag to so if 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 you've done the good deed and you don't go out and brag about it and you just feel satisfied within yourself then I think that's okay but yeah Yeah. I I get what you're saying in the sense that are you still stroking your own ego by knowing that you know you were able to help
1: but if that's the thing that keeps you going and keeps you doing the thing that's positive as well, is that a bad thing? If a little bit of satisfaction or fulfillment you know, in your purpose is mm. the reason that you come to work every day or that you know you do pick up the call next time, yep. is it so bad that that's maybe a little bit of what drives us to want to help?
0: I think that goes hand in hand, right? It yeah. goes hand in hand with altruistic behavior. I mean, you, the person has to get something out of it. Otherwise, why would you do it?
1: We see that this is where the argument is because it's meant to be selfless. So if you're getting something out of it, mm. is it altruistic? Are you, do you know Give what I mean? Give me Are a completely
0: selfless example.
1: Well, there's an argument that nothing, there is no such thing. That yeah. altruism cannot cannot exist because somebody is always benefiting from something yes. about their engagement.
0: Yes. I think I read, uh, I will put my hand up and I will admit I did some, I did some research because I okay. felt like nice. talking to you I'd be really stupid at this topic but um <laughs> there's this biological sense of altruism too like you okay. know back in the day for a biological sense is you look after your tribe you know yeah. um because you want to ensure the future of your group or yourself or okay. your family or whatever so like that that biological drive i think it 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 feeds back into how we are today there is that core drive somewhere maybe it's not you know to perpetuate our our family anymore but there is a core somewhere in there that says yeah we are doing it not just for pure selfless like there is something there. yeah
1: if there's a if it like do you mean as in if it comes with the betterment of our community our society our environment yeah. you know it's got that impact then it flows on and then we live in a better world
0: yeah and, and it's so bigger than us it. right it's yeah. bigger than us so it doesn't have to be like a positive just for us personally our yeah. sense of satisfaction like mm. like like you said when you're helping yeah. this guy he may turn around and treat his his key much better because he yeah. feels like someone does actually want it. yeah so yeah i look as we talk about it and think about it more, I, I honestly don't think there is a completely um, self. So. Yep, yeah, I can't think of one.
1: Yeah, we see this is the thing. When I come into this, so this was an argument that got thrown up at uni, mm. and I was the idiot, real confident, that put my hand up and was like, "Obviously, it exists. Like, you know, mm. we can do things selflessly as a society." I've sounded pretty much exactly like you. We do things for good reasons, you know. We we want the better for the people around us and for us, like, of course that exists. And then I I got ripped apart. (laughs) Mm. Maybe I'm carrying a little bit of trauma from that class, but I got absolutely destroyed. Then people just threw arguments at me going, what about this? And what about that? And if there's self-satisfaction, is it worth it? If it betters the community, isn't that then no longer selfless? Because you're a part of that community that won. And I was like, whoa. Mm.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like it just depends how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go okay. and how far back do you want to go you yeah. know like it's not just the the immediate satisfaction you yeah. you kind of zoom out and it's like the community you zoom out it's like the country you zoom out yeah. it's like geopolitics you know what i mean it's Understand. like the trickle down like it depends how far you want to zoom out and be like oh okay nothing is ever selfless. no Yeah, because Uh, you not taking that fifty dollars just helped.
1: And I, I subscribe to our economy, so exactly
0: I have benefited from that. Exactly.
1: Well, the other argument is then where? What is that coming from? So there's two here. Is it like is a karmic benefit that you're pushing it on? Am I not taking the money because I think oh I don't want someone to take my money? Maybe I'll save this up for next time because then that takes away your selflessness as well or is it your morals is it i was you know i was raised not to do that not for benefit but it's just the right thing to do Mm. and therefore you know i don't want to do the wrong
0: yeah and but there's there's levels there's tears there's tears of like i'm sure we've got so many people on our books that we we supervise that (laughs) their sense of altruism is just like coming to report (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah on, i on didn't time. punch
1: anyone today <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so it's like oh it yeah and yeah it, it depends on your morals and where how you grew up and your values and what you were taught and your spiritual belief in karma and all that good stuff so yeah it, it's actually really interesting on um how all those factors kind of combine together at a person like think of that think about bill gates right okay or elon musk i think elon musk has usurped him he's like the richest man
2: okay i believe
0: you has all the money in the world mm-hmm. can literally change countries but doesn't
2: Ooh, oh
0: no like some, some some would argue that he does you know mm-hmm. like he, he built that solar solar farm in south australia so you know he helped a state out but you know Ooh, what i mean this guy <laughs> literally can like yeah. do so much more yeah. but doesn't and nothing not having a yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> love love you, Elon. I'll send my tells later. Give me a But it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure yeah. he grew up with a lot of good values, a lot of good morals, you know, and whatever. But even though he has such a vast amount of resources, his sense of altruism stops at a point. Yes. There is a ceiling for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So, I mean, you can only do what you can do within the means that you have.
1: Yeah which comes back to the volunteering. If all I can give is two weeks, three weeks, is that enough? If all I can do is not take that $50 and that's a part of making someone else's day better, then that's all that I can do today. Yeah, but
0: I feel that is more of a moral argument anything. Maybe. Like you I mean, not taking think- the 50 is kind of just like you feel like it's, it's the right thing because you don't want to uh, take someone else's hard and cash.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's not. It's not. Thank
1: you. I was. I was sitting here thinking, how am I going to get out of? It's not karmic. Like that wasn't my point. And you've just done that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because well, maybe it's your own guilt that even worse.
1: It's not a like I wouldn't like that done to me thing. It's like yeah, just on a bigger level above me. It's not right to do. It's I. Who am I to make the decision that that money? Like I am more deserving of that money than Mm. the person who dropped it. Or the person who finds it. Like, who am I to decide that?
0: Yep, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like morally corrupt. <laughs> I'm just go, why, would, why would I take it? I'm such an ass. If no one around on. and someone dropped it,
1: let's let's unpack that, Dave. Let's really get into that. Okay. What are you going to do with fifty bucks? Do you do you view yourself as somebody in need? Is that going to change no. anything for you?
0: No. No, it it, would pay for dinner. That's, that's Mm -hmm. literally all it would do. And And if
1: uh, 50 bucks was not on the ground, would that have been even a remote concern for you?
0: No, not at all. So it was just extra money pocket money i could i could i could buy an nft with that money and then turn it and flip it and make thousands of dollars
1: i'm waiting, waiting for it i'm gonna buy bitcoin
0: for <laughs> you buy some crypto no no you're right it wouldn't have made any difference at all i would have been none the wiser i would have lived my life without the care but because i'm morally corrupt i have i've taken it god yeah horrible
1: the whole purpose of this is just to make you feel
0: bad, and That's... i've done it wow <laughs> Wow, this, what an intervention this has been. You, you know what, like seriously though, so many people would take it. I'm, yeah, I'm just I trying know. to make, make myself feel better at this point in time. But <laughs> I, like, I, I honestly believe a lot of people would kind of just look around and tuck it in somewhere.
1: You're going to start a poll and 50, just be like, who's going to back me?
0: $50 is $50, <laughs> guys. <laughs> come on, <laughs> no one's Why around.
1: Oh, well, it's the age old question, Dave. What's your price? At oh, what price? you lose your morals. You lost yours at fifty bucks.
0: You know what <laughs> we play? Bad. We play this game at work, and we That's we cool time. we we. It's even worse. It's like, yeah, it's not even about fifty bucks. Like, what would you do if X happened? Oh, and you know what? I I always say everyone has a price. That's that was yep. my argument at work. I said everyone's got a price.
1: this is pretty low.
0: Evidently, mine is fifty dollars.
1: You're gonna raise your children in a world where. If it suits you, take it for fifty
0: bucks. Do you know what? Now that you mentioned it, like I would feel bad. Hey, if if the, the thing is, people yeah. don't dwell on it long enough.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's the
0: thing. People don't dwell on it. Like I look at my YouTube analytics, and people watch my videos for like, yeah, it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, <you know, laughs> I don't know I how that
0: analytics works, but like people don't watch for long, right? So people yeah. have such a short a. Uh, 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 you know attention span now more than ever. That if they were to see something just happen, the the worst, most grotesque thing. I reckon it's out of their mind within like twenty. Right.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. It. Well. That, that, maybe, okay. now, now I'm maybe. Curious. Well, maybe I'm like tainted because we do what we do and we read what we read. And
1: yeah, you've got a very like water off a duck's back kind of energy yeah and we've talked about this as well like you're you have this way of not absorbing other people's trauma as well so you don't carry a heaviness with you in conversation in day-to-day experiences that i don't think the general population is is kind of on your level
0: Mm. for well yeah and it just comes down to me not caring (laughs) Which is the worst no, that's, that's that's wrong. I I love all my guys that I supervise. Don't
1: oh. okay, have friends because you can't actually care about what they're going through enough to feel with them. Yes, capable of empathy.
0: Uh, arguably, uh, yes, but uh, <laughs> well, I I care for people that I care about. <laughs> you know, people that matter.
2: Okay, not a
0: lot of people matter in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, digging. digging!
2: This is getting worse. How do you dig? are digging. Can you
0: dig badly. out of a hole, or can you only dig deeper?
2: No, you will only get deeper.
0: <laughs> okay, well let's let's get yeah. back to the topic.
2: Leave the empath hole alone. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, look, uh, yeah, I I think you know what's really interesting. I think that in order to do what we do successfully, and again, we're community corrections slash parole operation officers. In case people don't know, you're listening from all over the world. Okay, um. I think there needs okay. to be an element of altruism to be a successful Pramesh Parov.
2: Oh, 100%. You, you need it all the
0: way up. Yep. You yep. can't be punitive and you can't be too strict and you just have to have a sense of wanting to help.
1: Yes. But I think the other part of that is wanting to help them help themselves, knowing how to check you at the door and not going, oh, I bet they want a better life. I bet they want a job. I bet they want a family. So, let's push them in that direction. It's having a bit of a human side to you where you can go, hey, what matters to you? What do you value? What are you working towards? Let's make you one step closer to that version of you instead of assuming what they must need because yeah. then we're we're coming at it in the right way, but we're pushing them in all the wrong directions.
0: Yeah. Easy said than done. I I'd Like, yeah. definitely. When you go up a guy that's like 60 years old that's a hardened criminal that has a uh, criminal history longer than the encyclopedia, it's like, <laughs> yeah, wanting to help them to, so that they can help themselves is like, dare say I just well, throw my hands up in the air and be like, forget it.
1: Well, in that sense then, I guess what I would mean for that guy is having appropriate expectations. Yeah. One step forward for him might be just, you know, 100%. waking up tomorrow rather than getting a job and buying his own house. That's a life goal that would be great for everybody, but start much smaller, like really get on their level and try to unpack a lifetime of habits with a small change at a time because that's, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you celebrate the small wins with your guys, don't you?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. You have to. yeah. If you don't, you just get bitter.
0: Yeah, a lot of new people don't. Like a lot of new people that come into the job, they kind of – I think maybe I was one of those started, but they want to change the world, and they kind of go out guns are blazing, and when they can't, change, they fall into some sort of like. I am failing. Yeah, yeah, and then you eventually get to a point, obviously much more enlightened. Then, but I eventually got to a point where I was just like, you know what, he hasn't smoked pot for a week. Uh, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that small yeah. week. Or it's like, okay, he's not on heroin anymore. He's only on pot. Like you know. Yeah. That Even that's a a small win. And a lot of people, depending on your perspective on life and your values and your morals, like, yeah, that's not good enough.
1: Yeah. But, again, that comes down to being proportionate. When it's a lifetime of behavior, that change, you have to understand that it's going to take an equal, if not a greater amount of time to undo.
0: Greater. Greater. Undoing trauma is so much more difficult, Mm -hmm. you know, like – it's it's just the human psyche, right? You you create happy memories, but the 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 moments of trauma just you know override all those positives, and especially when you're not a highly functioning person. When um yeah th- those those bad moments completely overrun your life, like you don't yeah. have the capacity to actually reflect back and say, oh yeah, I've actually had some really good like that hardly Anyway.
1: And that is fascinating, deeply fascinating to me, how, how the memory works, how much more triggering negativity can be, how much more we naturally cling to it as well and mm. the positivity gets lost. And it can be, you know, that old cliche, don't let 10 seconds of your day ruin your 24 hours and that's all it takes. Someone mm. makes a comment, gives you a dirty look, cuts you off in traffic, you know, that those fleeting seconds can set you off for hours at a time but the people holding the door open for you and saying have a good day when you leave the shop you kind of take that for granted like i deserve that
2: Mm. but
1: i don't deserve the negativity so it kind of pushes you in a direction of victim victim Victimhood, in a way where you're like that's not fair and now i'm annoyed or i'm sad or Mm. you know i'm experiencing these long-lasting emotions over something so short
0: yeah. Now we're going completely off topic. It's okay because like literally <laughs> this is the first one and it's going to be an epic. But um, why do you think that is the case then? That we are kind of, I agree with you, humans are hardwired to kind of dwell and um, the negative impacts stay with them much more than the positive. Like do you, like I think it's a, like a biological reason why that's the case that we, we cling on to the bad times because it's a learning, it's a survival mechanism, right? Like, you need to cling on to the bad things so you can kind of avoid it. You know what I mean? It's a survival yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. put your hand in fire, you know, as a Neanderthal, yeah. it's like, yeah, don't do it again. And that's why there's that feedback loop that you always remember the negative. Yeah. I mean, that's my rationale.
1: Yeah. I think you, you've nailed the more, like, fundamental idea of it, but I think it, it comes down to what we feel we deserve as well as a a race as humankind we feel that we are kind of owed something nice or we we should be experiencing those little wins that those acts of kindness or just even a neutral response from our own environment and Mm -hmm. so it's like I don't deserve to be yelled at or to feel angry or to do you know what I mean where, but if
0: it's hardwired into us from a biological reptilian brain kind of sense,
1: hmm.
0: like how do you think you're gonna change if it's hardwired that we actually keep and and, you know, value those bad times because those bad times actually teach us to avoid them in the future, like how do you then change
1: You practice or put in the effort to learn it's it feels hypocritical that this is coming out of my mouth. But things <laughs> like gratitude or I was
0: gonna say gratitude voice. diary.
1: Not a gratitude diary, no. So I was like, I knew that would be the first thing. But just teaching yourself to practice the wins or to develop that insight and that perspective of what can I control? What could I do differently? Was it on me that the good or the bad happened? And then finding a sense of satisfaction in either. You know, did I actively contribute to a good part of my day compared to a bad thing happened out of my control? So, you know, if you ask me, was my day good or bad? I'm going to say good because I put the effort in and I'm reaping the rewards of that compared to, you know, circumstances happened and I didn't agree with them and I'm not going to be weighed down by that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, I always feel like you're going to be finding that natural instinct to like beat down yourself. I mean, it, it, it takes a very, like I said, high functioning, very Zen, very, you know, enlightened person who knows themselves to be able to, you know, don't worry about it, mate.
1: Look on your face, like, oh, people who know themselves. Like, they're the worst people in the world. Like.
0: <laughs> well, I, to be honest, I don't know anyone that's like that. But but still, I think it just takes a, a special kind of person to be that perfect.
1: But is it
2: perfect?
0: Well, it's a step up, you know. It's... To be able not to beat yourself up over little things and um, really appreciate the small wins. I think, I think you're so bogged down with... Yeah, I think you're so bogged down for life. I'll just run through life. Stop and dressing. you're
1: taking a really bleak turn. I know,
0: I know. I love my wife. It's so good. Like, anyway <laughs> look, it's eleven o'clock p.m. You know, at, when I'm when I go to the gym and I get really tired, yeah. my wife says the subconscious David comes. In, you know, the oh. the David that doesn't consciously think. That's when I'm at my best. Yeah, I go around telling her oh, how much I love her, how much I love the. And she really enjoys that, right? Because she's just like, oh, that's the real David. That's the subconscious David. That's the David that's so tired that he can't even be bothered to make up, like, you know, push a false exterior. She's like, that's oh, the real wow. you. I, kn- I know I know the real you. You're just so buggered. <laughs> so, yeah, no, er- everything else is just fake.
1: I've seen that. Oh, that's scary because I've also witnessed. Oh, what? Yes, I'm going to go here. I've witnessed the other side of David, the savagery of what I thought was a subconscious, David, just speaking without thinking and um, you stuck your foot in one or two things. Oh,
0: are we talking about uh, that incident yes, where yeah. someone yeah. stepped out on the road? Oh, no. No, what do
1: you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, I, I say things. That's yeah, not, so that...
1: you the subconscious yeah. is not always nice. It is not always a happy-go-lucky self, but maybe it is honest. Yeah. It was definitely how you were feeling on the road. Yeah
0: that. There, yeah. Yes, that's right. Subconscious David is very honest with no filter, yeah, all it's no good.
1: And all yeah. of our subconscious when we're not thinking, is this person going to judge me? Where's this going to go? What's going to happen next? All of our subconscious are honest. It's just, are they socially and culturally appropriate? Yeah.
0: You know what I should do? I should get really tired from the gym and see if I'm more altruistic. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll know truly. Am I that way inclined?
1: You know what? I'm going to start leaving money around the office. <laughs> and just see if it goes You're going to lose people. it all. I, I shouldn't tell you this. I should just do it. it the studies of people in office settings where they oh. put like cans of drink in the fridge and say it's a dollar. And they put the dollar next to it. Yeah. So that you could pay for the drink and people just take the drinks. Even though it's still costing them nothing, the money is physically there. They would just take the drink or the chocolate or the food because Mm. it's that act of giving to receive. Sometimes people don't do naturally. It's like it's there. I'm going to take it.
0: Yeah, it's also a cultural thing, though. Like, have you seen these videos of um a certain culture of buffet lines? (laughs) (laughs) No, tell me more. And like, it's it's funny. It's hilarious. This is video of this guy, right? He's um he has a plate. And he's at a buffet table or whatever, and he's getting prawns or something. He gets prawns, and he puts the prawns on a plate, and he fills the plate up with prawns. And there's a tray of prawns, and he has a plate. Fills his whole plate up. Then what he does, puts the plate down and grabs the whole tray, and brings the whole tray back to his desk. See, <laughs> so that's the plot twist, right? And then there's – so there's there's people like that from a certain – who are hard, just hardwired to be like, no, it's – hey, I look after my own. Like, yeah. you know. It's not about the whole world it's not about the bigger picture it's each man for themselves it's actually funny i wonder how, what how COVID has shaped that
1: i'll take what i need until i'm all right
0: each man for themselves each person
1: good correction
0: yes <laughs> yeah i know i know and and you know you can't say the cov would youtube very controversial you have to say something Morning. the disease and actually use. pc culture okay. yeah <laughs> you're
1: about to get shredded in comments <laughs> But yeah, we, but that comes from a sense of isolation as well. We've gone completely off topic here. Completely. But that, yeah, you, that, the way we look at culture, how is our society being shifted by no longer being connected to one another? These senses of isolation, of independence, of of solitude, you know, in working from home environments, in, you know, all these changes that are happening, are we no longer thinking about our culture, or those around us, our community.
0: You know, people that work in where we work will be the last few remaining good people. <laughs> I'll
1: take that.
0: It's <laughs> a big call. It's a big call, Dave. But please
2: explore why. I, the reason
0: why I say that is because, like, the world is getting more separated. Right, each person for themselves kind of mentality. Yeah. TikTok's taken off because people only have sixty seconds in their memory banks to feel entertained. Focus. Yeah, to focus and right. So. Like, we are the last people that, for our job, for our day-to-day, for your 15 hours a day that you spend at at work, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Sneaky
0: dick. Yes. We are the last people people that actually continue providing support, helping, doing so much more than what the general public will ever do. Will ever do. Yeah. Like, no joke. Who goes out of their way to find a triple murderer job? (laughs) You know, you do. It, it's yeah. like we do. We will do so much more than 99% of the population will ever do. Yeah. And that's why I feel like we will be the last species that will still have that last ounce of them. Wow, stroking my own ego. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell us, David, why are you in this career? Why are you here?
0: Save the world, <laughs> baby.
1: <laughs> so I can get on a podcast and brag about how good I am. That's why.
0: No, but you know what's that? It's it's true though, because like I feel like a lot of people are really disengaged and yeah. Um like we know so much about the real world. Like I oh, I'm sorry, it's not it's not bragging. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm not bragging. Like we we, yeah. we actually see much more than the rest of the public ever will ever see and ever appreciate, you know. Yeah. So we see all the mental health, we see all the drug abuse, we see all the victims, we see all the trauma. We see all of that, the whole gambit of freaking human emotions we see, yep. right? Some people go throughout their whole life with a silver, silver spoon up their ass and won't even see any. So that's And why- it's very
1: easy to say, oh, this person has done that thing. They must be this way or they must be doing it for this. Or, you know, we are also so connected to the source. We're not looking at the victims. We're not looking at the impact, the consequences. We're talking to the person who's done it. We have a connection to where it's <clears> coming from. And I don't know about you, but when I started this job, I thought I'd be a certain type of way. I'd be a certain type of officer. Or even when you read a file, you think, okay, I'm going to walk into the room and this is how I'm going to play it. And then Mm. the person that you talk to presents a side that's not on paper, that's not written down somewhere. And you go, you know, hold on a second. Something terrible has happened, but there's a reason for it. Or it was coming from, you know, some type of place. Or there's always more. There's always more to it than just... Yes. It was bad and I can be annoyed and put that in a box of like, I don't like that. It's yep. over there now, distant from me.
0: I want to say this conversation because I think this yeah. is a really conversation for us to have on this podcast. Um, And I want to pick your brains on how you've changed. Like you oh. said, you thought you'd, you'd go into this job, be a certain way, read a file, go in and address that person a certain way. Like I want to discuss that and explore how what we do really can like make an impact and and change a high a fairly high function but um yeah that's that's a big topic for another day and i think it's it's good (laughs) to enlighten people
1: but yeah to think that as a society are we thinking about those things though in general are we thinking about where other people are coming from are we taking a second to actually listen are we running off assumptions and just going I don't like that so again i'm going to distance myself from it before you understand it Mm. does it not take more strength to sit in an uncomfortable situation acknowledge that you disagree with it but you know at least attempt to understand it or or have a conversation about it rather than just avoiding it because it doesn't suit you
0: yeah it's really weird like in, in the information age now more than ever when anyone about anything about any just be so learned on any subject that they want like so many people choose to just see yeah what's happening uh, happening to their neighbor happening to and somehow just
1: i feel a little bit attacked right now
0: oh no no wait <laughs> that wasn't referring to you
1: <laughs> well you don't know this as well so it <laughs> wasn't on purpose um but i don't have an aerial in my tv so growing up i always watched the news every night like now? like
0: you still don't yeah. have an aerial.
1: So when i moved okay. to new south wales which is a few <laughs> years ago now um we originally got an aerial we plugged it in i think for maybe like six months then yeah. we kept tripping on the cable and nearly falling down and dying <laughs> like- so we pulled the cable out because it was annoying and our tv now is just it's like a giant projection it's to you know watch movies or stream stuff but we right. don't actually have live feed to like television to air TV. Or, yeah but that really impacts my access to news so Growing up, I watched the news. I didn't read the newspaper out and I didn't get it on my phone. It was watching the news and, you know, hearing those daily events and what's going on in your community, all of that sort of stuff, and then losing access to that. I feel like, yeah, I live in a little bit of a bubble at the moment
0: Mm. where I
1: don't necessarily know what's going on around me.
0: Yeah, it's weird, It's especially, like, when you go on holidays and you, like, Mm. literally just switch off for, like, a week or two and something happens and you're like, wow, really? It's so yeah. it's so cool that I could just ignore some massive event that's happening in the world and be so oblivious to it, and my life hasn't changed. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, and and how much your like your direct environment changes that. I, I where I come from there is I speak to being from interstate. I don't feel a connectedness to New South Wales, but if I heard news from Melbourne. Mm there's something about me that would be like more attentive to it. And it's not my environment anymore, Yeah, but it's still naturally where I fall. Yeah, And when I go on holidays and I'm there, I'll watch the news and I care about what's happening. But if something happened in New South Wales, like I just, I wouldn't have any type of attachment. It's that close to home feeling. I think we're all kind of looking for to go, oh, you know, that stresses me out because Mm. it could have been me or it could have been someone I cared about or happening around me. That draws us back in.
0: Yeah, And honestly, you can get in the rabbit hole with this. But with the guys that we supervise, it's that sense of belonging that they're after. They yeah. don't have that. So you're you're speaking from purely a geographical sense, right?
2: Yeah, I feel like I don't
0: fit in. Yeah, and like for these guys, they feel it from like a spiritual sense, right? Yeah. They feel like they don't fit in from like within their own body, within their own yeah. social circle and community. Like... And 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 like you feel that way just from pure physical geographical, you just moved into state, and you right, you feel mm-hmm. that sense of discomfort that that lack of care for New South But these yeah. guys, they've grown up with from, yeah, yeah, exactly. They grew up with nothing. They have no attachment. It's probably why they can go out and do what they do. You know. Mm-hmm. No empathy no attachment. so at this point in time ashley and i truly wandered into the woods and got lost we never really regained the traction of talking about altruism but uh, if you really enjoyed what you heard or what you saw then please stay tuned we'll have more of these long-form conversations coming out you know it's just great to have two genuine people sharing their opinions sharing their stories and connecting on a different level so if you enjoyed that then yes definitely give it a like give it a subscribe and uh, we'll see you in the next video bye